Are you ready to hear a story? But first, grown-ups, Bedtime FM needs your help. As the popularity of Storytime and PSAC grows, the cost to produce and deliver the show increases. Here at Bedtime FM, we provide these shows for free, so that everyone on any social economic status can listen, so that teachers can use these shows in their classroom without affecting their term budgets, so that parents have something that they know they can give their children that will educate and expand the children's minds. So that children could have something that they enjoy without staring at a screen for hours on end and may just encourage them to explore their own creativity. Please, if you can, support Bedtime FM in fulfilling our mission and helping us keep running. For every pledge of $5 a month, I'll send out a set of Bedtime FM stickers. But be quick, there's only 50 left. Finally, thank you for listening, and please tell all your friends, because if you can't support us, perhaps they can. Head over to bedtime.fm support to pledge a small amount. Thank you. Chester and the Travelling Toilet Written and narrated by Jess Judd Chester was mad. His parents were making him move. His mum had gotten a new job, so she was making the entire family move from one side of the country to the other. He had to leave his friends, his school, leave everything he had ever known in his whole entire life and go somewhere he had never been. He knew it was going to suck. They weren't even moving into a proper house. Chester's mum was a history professor and had gotten a job at a high-profile university, so they were going to live on campus. That meant no park across the road like his old house, no school just around the corner. While the removalists were packing away their house, he sulked around, hiding from his family if he saw them coming. He didn't want to talk to any of them. They caught a plane across the country, but their stuff had to come by road, which made him even madder. He didn't even have his stuff to take his mind off all the things he missed. A car picked them up from the airport and drove them out to the university. Chester frowned at everyone and everything out of the window. He did not want to be here. The car pulled up in front of a modern-looking house in the late afternoon. There was a big gum tree out the front with a rope swing. Look, Chess, I reckon that would be fun. His dad pointed to the swing. Chester ignored him. It did look interesting, but he didn't want his dad to know he thought that. They unpacked their bags from the car and hauled them up the front steps. Inside, the house was weird looking. It was a smart house, which meant it had all the latest technology built into it. You could control all of the lights, air conditioners and TVs from one little pad in the kitchen. The alarm could be controlled by your phone There was a house-wide sound system. Even the coffee machine could be operated without having to be in the kitchen. Pretty cool, don't you think? His mum asked on her way to the lounge room. Chester shrugged. He did think it was kind of cool, but he didn't want her to know that. They ordered pizza for dinner and then Chester headed upstairs to set up his camp bed. A camp bed? 
What were his parents thinking, really? As he tried to get comfortable, Chester punched his pillow. As he fell asleep, he thought to himself, I hate this house and everything in it. It was still dark when Chester woke up. For a minute, he couldn't work out where he was, and then he remembered. The new house. Chester lay in bed for a moment and then realised he needed to get up. He had to go to the toilet. Grabbing his torch from under his bed, Chester slipped out of his room. He got a fright when a little light on the floor came on the second he stepped outside his door. He stepped back inside, and it went off, then out again, and it came back on. Hmph, grunted Chester. Motion-activated nightlights. That is kind of cool. He stuffed his torch into his pyjama pocket and made his way silently along the hall, the tiny lights popping on and off as he moved past them. When he got to the toilet, he quietly opened the door, then closed it behind him. He turned to find the weirdest-looking toilet he had ever seen. It was square, all in stainless steel, with a touchpad next to it. That's not very hygienic, he grumbled as he sat down. When he was done, he tried to work out how to flush. He checked the back of the toilet, but there was no button. There was no little pulley thing on the side or the top either. He looked over at the touchpad. There were lots of little pictures glowing on it. The two at the top looked like little swirls, like how they show a cyclone on the weather updates. He thought they were probably to flush, so pushed one, and sure enough, he heard the toilet flush. So what are all the other buttons for? He wondered. He pushed one that looked like a musical note, and the toilet started playing classical music. Chester giggled. He pushed the button again and the toilet fell silent. There was one that looked like a little flame, but when he pushed it, he didn't think anything happened. Then he noticed little red lights had come on at the bottom of the seat, and when he reached out his hand, he realised that the seat was getting warm. Well, that'll come in handy when it's cold, Chester thought. He turned it off again and found buttons for a light and for little jets of water that sprouted up in the bowl. At the very bottom of the panel were three more slightly smaller buttons. One had a book on it, one had an aeroplane, and the last one had a button that looked like satin on it. Shrugging to himself, he pushed the last button. For a moment, nothing happened. Then, all of a sudden, he heard a loud whoosh and a roar of what sounded like a giant engine. He stumbled back against the door, which flew open with a bang. Chester grabbed the side of the doorway and gasped. His house was gone. He was flying in the sky. Quicker and quicker, the toilet hurtled through the clouds and up away into the night. He tried to shut the door, but couldn't, so he pulled his way to the toilet and sat down, staring. The earth was getting smaller and smaller. He was pretty sure he was in space now. Sure enough, a second later, Chester saw the moon pass by his toilet door, slowly getting smaller as he flew further into space. All Chester could do was sit there and watch. He had no idea where he was going or how he would ever get back home. Eventually, Chester felt the toilet slowing down. He stood up and peered out of the door. The toilet was landing on a planet, a huge red planet with high mountains. 
he gripped the toilet tightly as it bumped to the ground. Slowly, Chester stood up and peered out of the door. Would he even be able to breathe? He took a step outside, holding his breath. When he couldn't hold his breath any more, he gasped for air and was surprised to find that he could breathe. Smiling, Chester took a few more steps away from the toilet. He stood looking around the red planet. There were no trees or bushes that he could see. There was something, though, a small speck in the distance that seemed to be moving towards him. Chester slowly backed up as the speck became a smudge, then a blob, then what looked like a person running towards him faster than he would have thought possible. He thought about stepping back into the toilet and shutting the door, but hesitated. And in that instant, the thing stopped right in front of him. Hi, it said. It sounded like a girl? It didn't look like any girls Chester had ever known, though. It was bright green and had three large feet with webbed toes, long legs covered by a red dress that looked like it was made out of some kind of leather. She, because he was fairly certain now that it was a she, had two normal enough looking arms, two hands and one head. On top of that head was a mass of tight, curly, orange hair. She had a human looking face, even though it was green. She had a little button nose with what looked like dark green freckles and a wide smile. Um, hello? Chester replied quietly. The girl seemed nice enough. Do you know where I am? Of course. I live here, don't I? She smiled. This is Mars. Where are you from? Earth, said Chester, smiling back at her. My name's Chester. What's yours? Flick, the girl replied. Flick? That's a strange name, Chester said. It's short for Flixetta Octavia Marksness, Flick smiled. Right, well, Flick it is then, replied Chester. Flick reached out and pointed to his PJ pocket. What's that in there? she asked. Chester suddenly remembered that he had put his torch into his pocket after leaving his bedroom. It's a torch. Chester pulled it out of his pocket and turned it on. You use it at night or when it's dark to help light your way. Wow! Can I have a go? Flick asked. Chester handed her the torch. Flick amused herself with pushing the button on and off for a few minutes. You can keep it if you like. I have more at home, Chester said. Oh, really? Thanks, Flick said. Chester watched her put the torch into a deep pocket in her red dress. I didn't think anyone lived on Mars, he said. Flick laughed. That's what we want you to think. We don't want you earthlings coming up here and bothering us. She laughed again, a strange sort of laugh that sounded a little like wind charms caught in a breeze. Chester glanced down at his watch and realised that his parents would be waking up very soon. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't realise what time it was. I'd better get home before my parents realise I'm gone and get worried, Chester cried. He said goodbye to Flick and promised to come back again and visit soon. Stepping back inside the toilet, he closed the door and sat down. He pushed the button with the planet on it again and after a moment heard the loud whoosh and a roar of the toilet taking off and after a brief journey 
he felt a soft bump as the toilet settled back into place in his house. Quietly, Chester opened the door to see the sun had risen and was streaming through the windows down the hallway. As he stepped out of the toilet, he saw his dad coming the other way up the hall. "'Morning, Chester. How'd you sleep?' he asked. Chester replied that he'd slept okay and wandered down to the hall to find his mum preparing breakfast. "'Chester, I went out early this morning and got you bacon and eggs. I know you really didn't want to have to move, and you've been so good about it, so I wanted to make your favourite breakfast.' she said, smiling. Chester looked at her and thought about how he'd been feeling the last few weeks. More importantly, he thought about how he'd behaved. He didn't think he deserved a special breakfast. He felt a little guilty for how he'd behaved. Chester walked over to his mum and wrapped his arms around her waist. I love you, mum. And even though I do miss my friends and my school, I have a feeling that this house is going to be even more awesome than our old house, he said. As he sat down at the kitchen table, he began to think about bedtime and how soon he might be able to get to the toilet and what other interesting adventures might lay in his future. Well, I'm glad that my toilet has never taken off into outer space. I hope you enjoyed the story, guys. See you next time. What a wonderful, silly story. Thank you, Jess. As always, you've been leaving some brilliant reviews. This one just says, awesome, amazing. I just discovered podcasts and my sister, age five, loves your podcast. And this one from Lyra and Zara said, we love your calm, soothing voice. It makes my baby brother go to sleep. We especially like the giant that cried tears. So simply love every story. P.S. Please say my review at the end of the story. Well, there it is. And this one says, a bedtime tradition. My daughter Kellen and I listen to your podcast every night. Kellen's favourite stories are Twinkle Toes, Poppy and the Magic Pencil, Easter Bunny Emergency and Dragon Under the Stairs. Actually, she says she loves all of them mostest. Thank you for such a wonderful podcast. Yours, Kellen and her daddy from the United States of America. And this one from William, Mary and Isadora says they really like this podcast. We listen to it on car rides and when we need quiet time in the late afternoon. They love Buffy Bunny stories, the one about the ballet class and Billy the bathtub. Thank you for amazing stories and the wonderful narration. The Bowen family from Seattle, USA. Thank you everyone for your kind reviews. And please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Special thanks to Ben and Luca, who donated 20 euros to Bedtime FM. Thank you so much, Ben and Luca.